as quickly and gently as as quickly, quietly, and carefully as she could, Zoe made her way back to the cars. Jax, Briarios, and Garrick were waiting for her. I'll take the cameras and get the photos ready for tonight, she explained, taking the devices from the two. Tonight, Garrick queried, clearly confused. She handed out her business card with her address on the back. Yes, tonight, at my place. We go over the images and come up with a plan for tomorrow. Let's shoot for 8 o'clock tonight. Briarius nodded and gave her a playful grin. As long as you've got something good to eat and drink, I'm in. Garrick gave a hearty chuckle. I like that idea. I'm not big on the fancy stuff. <clears throat> Jack smiled to himself as they climbed into their vehicles. If you don't mind dropping me back at Claudia's, I'd greatly appreciate it. She nodded. I was planning on it. It's close to where I go grocery shopping sometimes anyways. You are quite an interesting woman, Z, he remarked. Do you do all your own cooking? She couldn't help but catch the tone in his voice. When I'm not forced to eat out because of a mission, I do, yes. Not only am I certain of what is in my food, but I can eat better. I prefer fresh food whenever I can get it. That makes sense, he said. I have a bit of homework for you, Jax, she added, if you don't mind. He shrugged. Depends on what it is, but I don't see why not. Would you be kind enough to look up the floor plans for the warehouse where they're keeping Arlene? That shouldn't be too, tif too difficult. Thank you. They drove the rest of the way in silence. She pulled over in front of Claudia's and Jax climbed out. He closed the door softly behind himself. That she pulled back into the traffic and drove to the open air market not far away. She parked in the designated area, climbed out of her car, retrieved the basket in her back seat, locked the vehicle, and headed toward the market. Knowing she had a few hours before her father came over for dinner, she wandered from one stall to the next. She was pleased with the wide array of fresh ingredients. Nearly an hour later, she returned to her car with a basket full of her purchases. With that, she made her way home. Always cautious, she took a different route home and parked in a different place in the garage. She was careful to bring in everything she had taken with her. Once safe in her loft, she put away her groceries and started on the food for the evening. She dressed the rack of lamb the way her father liked it. Zoe made a fruit salad for dessert and put the rice in the cooker with the herbs and spices she had come to love. That done, she began to prepare the dough she intended to use for pizza for the guys when they arrived later that evening. Once she was certain everything was in order, she hurried into the bathroom for a quick shower. She toweled herself dry and donned her favorite black t-shirt and blue jeans. Instinctively, she tucked a browning in the back of her jeans. After brushing out her long curls, she pulled them back into a loose ponytail at the base of her neck. Just then, a knock sounded at her door. She hurried to answer it, checking through the people first. It was her father. She smiled broadly and opened the door to him. Hello, Daddy, she beamed and closed the door. You seem rather cheerful for someone who just quit her job, he commented. 
Please listen and start that again, Daddy, she requested. Z, I just don't understand how you could walk away from something like that, he persisted. She heaved a sigh and made her way into her kitchen. I don't understand how you can justify allowing me to stay safe in a surveillance vehicle while my men are murdered by a sociopath. She prepared the salad for their first course as she spoke. You're my daughter, Z, he retorted. How could I do anything but try to keep you safe? I'm a grown woman. I have more and better training than all of the operations officers out of that office, she said evenly. The logical place for me to be is in the field, keeping the others safe. He took a bottle of water from the refrigerator and seated himself at the table. You also have superior leadership and tactical skills, Z. Well, I gave my input, the order to have you start running operations came from farther up the chain than my desk. Fair enough, she replied. Then why were you the one to approach me about the debacle when I got back? I'm still your handler, Z, he said bluntly. Why weren't we having the conversation in your office, she persisted, shook her head, and dismissed the question with a wave of her hand. I hate to fight with you over work, Daddy. I should be able to vent to you over what a crappy day I had. That's one of the reasons I left. Taylor and her phone rang, and she hurried to answer it. She stepped into her bedroom and closed the door quietly behind herself. Sloane wandered about the loft, searching for anything out of place. As the door slid open and she emerged, he returned to his seat at the table. <coughs> Is everything clear? she asked with a faint smile. A wry grin turned up the corners of his mouth. I keep hoping I'll be able to catch you someday. I fear I've trained you too well, though. Which is why we're in the position we're in right now. I haven't been able to pull one over on you since you were 12. Is everything all right? She nodded. That was Melissa. Taylor's funeral is Friday. Then, just as I was hanging up with her, Kimberly called to tell me Andrew's, Andrew's funeral is Saturday. I'm so sorry, Z, he said softly. I know you think Taylor... I know you and Taylor were good friends. Andrew seemed rather fond of you, too. Melissa's pregnant, Daddy. Taylor was supposed to take a desk job after this operation, she managed. And Andrew? Who knows? I only knew him for two months. While he was green and he had a lot of potential. He took a long drink from his bottle. I suppose that since we've resolved this, we really don't need to have dinner. Nonsense, Daddy, she retorted. We always dinner, have dinner after I get back from an operation. Why break with tradition just because I left the agency? His expression was one of concern and confusion. I told you yesterday that my meeting with Killian was business, she ventured. Do you remember? Yes. You didn't tell me what sort of business, though, he answered. Arlene was abducted, Zoe stated. Killian's biggest rival company hired a group of mercs to keep her detained. They want to use her as leverage to keep Killian from signing a big government contract. Sloan chuckled heartily. You aren't even out of the agency for a full day and already you're into something. I shouldn't be surprised. She inclined her head slightly. 
I met my team this morning and did a little recon with them. As she spoke, she served him the salad she prepared. Interestingly enough, I've worked with two of the three of the men before. One, Garrick Jacobs, is former Marine sniper that I worked several missions in Colombia when I was in Marsoc and Thailand when I was in the agency. The other, Barrios Donovan, is a former Army Ranger who covered my first mission in Afghanistan. Jax is a computer genius who's already helped us locate the warehouse she's being held in and given us a phone count. Would you say grace, Daddy? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this bounty you have provided us. We thank you for the time we have to spend together. Bless this food to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. For several minutes, he ate his salad in silence. What did you, and Gar you Garrick, and Briarios come up with, he asked at length. I have to load the photographs onto the computer and print them out, but I know they're both trained for surveillance, so I'm sure we got all the egress egresses as well as the mercs in technology, she answered. Smells like the lamb isn't quite ready, so why don't you do that right now? I'll pull it out if you do get done if you don't get done in time, he grinned. She arched a questioning eyebrow. Fine. No bugs this time, please. Fair enough, he chuckled. Thank you, she said softly and made her way into her bedroom. Carefully, she connected the first camera to her laptop. She downloaded all the images from the memory card into a file she labeled Arlene. She repeated the process twice more. Once completed, she erased the information from each camera. After that, she began printing out all the photographs the three had taken. That is going to take a while, she announced. It smells like the lamb and rice already, so why don't we have the main course? Not waiting for his response, she removed the lamb from the oven and turned it off. Carefully, she carved it up and placed it on a serving platter. She placed it in the center of the table, retrieved a serving bowl, and opened the rice cooker. She had spooned She spooned the contents into the bowl and placed that beside the platter. Satisfied with her work, she sat across from her father. Slow served his daughter and then himself. With that, they ate in comfortable silence. He noticed she seemed to be more at ease, more relaxed than she had been in quite some time. This was a relief. Dinner was wonderful as always, though, he praised as he set down his fork. Glad you enjoyed it, she replied with a gentle smile. I have dessert if you're ready for it. He nodded as he took their dinner and salad plates to the sink. That sounds fantastic. Look like Looks like you went to the market today, hmm? What can I say? I love that place. Always have the best ingredients for my recipes. The prices are always much better than a supermarket, she said, and dished up the fruit salad. Not to mention, they have a fantastic selection. You certainly inherited your mother's wonderful cooking skills, he praised. Zoe felt color rise in her cheeks. I'm more of an experimentalist in 
that area than a traditional list like she was. I use the old standbys for special occasions. Otherwise, when I'm cooking just for myself or for friends, I always try something new. So, is this thing with Killian strictly professional, he ventured, or is there something more to it? She heaved a gentle sigh and set down her fork. I don't know, Daddy. At this point, it is strictly professional. We have many issues to work through and a lot of missed time to recover. I don't intend to compromise, just as I did not ten years ago. I'd like to have your approval, though. It was his turn to sigh. Despite that one issue you had at senior prom, he was always good to you. I just want you to be careful. Go into this with your eyes wide open. Zoe nodded. I know. Then all that's left is to remind you that I will always be here for you, he offered. Should anyone try to hurt you, I will react the way of any father would. She gave a faint smile and inclined her head slightly. I would expect nothing less. With that, he rose to his feet and cleared the table. He placed the dishes in the sink and ran the water. He began washing and placing them in the strainer. What time are your friends coming over? They aren't, he inquired. They aren't my friends yet, she replied, but they will be here around eight. I still have a pizza to bake and a few other snacks to prepare. You really are your mother's daughter, he murmured, always a generous and considerate host. She shrugged and gave a playful grin. Or maybe I just know the best way to motivate guys is with food. Sloan gave a hearty laugh. Always with a plan. I'll leave you to it then. He leaned down and gently kissed her brow. With that, he made his way out the front door. She closed it softly behind. He closed it softly behind himself. Zoe hurried around the kitchen. She cleared off the table placed the leftovers from dinner into containers in the refrigerator. Then she threw the pizza, nachos, and cookies into the oven to bake. While that was going on, she retrieved the photographs, which had finally finished printing. She spread them out on the table and began examining them one at a time. Zoe stopped long enough to set the food along the counter beside her stove. That she checked the clock. It was only a few minutes after 7.30. She still had plenty of time before they showed up. With a soft sigh, she made her way into her bedroom and opened her closet. She looked through her clothing. She searched for something appropriate to wear to two funerals, to the two funerals she now had to attend at the end of the week. After several minutes, she decided on her second black pantsuit with a pink silk dress shirt for Taylor's funeral. She chose her black dress suit with a powder blue silk dress shirt for Andrew's funeral. Her three-inch black designer heels would go well with both outfits. Just as she was setting, out, setting the outfits aside, a knock sounded at the door. After checking through the people, she allowed Jack in, Jack's inside. She closed the door softly behind him. Am I the first one here, he queried, as he looked for a place to set his laptop on the table. Zoe moved aside a pile of photographs to give him space. Yes, you are. 
Well, I was able to get into public record files and download the floor plans for the warehouse where Arlene is being held. Once we get inside, we shouldn't have much trouble getting her out. It's not a complicated layout. Would you be kind enough to bring up the specs for me, she requested. I'd like to take a look so I can start formulating a plan. As she moved to look over his shoulder, another knock sounded at the door. She hurried to answer and saw Garrick Embriario standing on the other side. She opened it and stepped aside to allow them in. Wow, Briarios breathed. Quite a nice place you've got here. Thank you, she replied. Can I get any of you something to drink? Sure, Garrick answered. What do you have? I've got soda, bottled water, wine, coffee, hard cider, and vodka, she said. I'll take a bottle of water, Jax requested. I'll take hard cider, Garrick said. I'll take a soda, Briarios added. Coming right up, she beamed. Zoe made her way to the refrigerator and took out the requested drinks for everyone. Once she passed them out, she poured herself a cup of coffee and added cream and sugar. She motioned for the others to join her and Jax at the table. Printed out all the photographs everyone took. Have a look and tell me what you think. They leaned in and began sorting through the images. Mac-10s, Garrick muttered. I see a few M4s, Briarios added. All of them are packing Glocks or Berettas, Zoe stated. I thought I saw a hand grenade or two, Jackson interjected. These guys aren't messing around, Briarios quipped. They've got heavy tech, too. Video cameras are on a 10-second oscillation. Keypad on the door with a sliding deadbolt. So, how do we get past that many guys, Garrick inquired. Zoe was silent for a long minute. She studied the floor plan over Jack's shoulder. The idea was formulating in her mind. I thought you said there would be... Briarios' voice trailed off as his gaze fell on the counter beside the stove. Wow, you don't disappoint. This looks fantastic. Garrick's joined... Garrick joined him at the counter. Each man grabbed a plate and piled it high with snacks. Once they finished, Jack's, Jack's rose and did likewise. As the two ate, they examined the photographs of the armed mercenaries. Garrick lingered on one photo longer than the other images. <clears throat> what is it, Briarios? queried. He gave his head a slow shake. This man looks familiar. I've seen him before. Briarius moved to look over his shoulder. You're right. He does look familiar. You've been awful quiet for a while, Z. Jax commented. What's wrong? We need to get eyes and or ears in there, she murmured. That's Alexander Dragunov. He is the leader of a brutal mercenary team. The U.S. military used them on several missions in Colombia and Afghanistan, where they didn't want their troops to stir up more insurgents. If the three of you recognize him, what are the odds that he will recognize the three of you? Jax questioned. Zoe shrugged. It's difficult to say. He had minimal contact with the troops whenever he and his men were in the area. 
was very seldom around the soldiers myself. I only ever had real contact with those soldiers I was working with directly. You said we need to get eyes or ears in there, Briarios remarked. How do you intend to do that? I'm still working on that, she murmured. We only have three more days to get in there and get her out. Zoe nodded. Yes, I know. Give me a minute. I might have something. She stood and made her way into her bedroom. She withdrew a small plastic tote from beneath her bread, bed and brought it out, setting it on the table. What is that? Jax inquired. Briarius picked it up and studied the contact contents. These look like a bunch of listening devices, different sizes, shapes, and ranges, I'd say. <clears throat> How are you going to get one in there? Rygren turned up the corners of her mouth. I suppose I'll just have to put it there. Garrick looked at her skeptically. How? Well, it will be easier for a lost drunk girl to get into their facility to use the bathroom and get directions, she beamed. With that, she took the tote from Briarios and removed an object the size of a quarter. She glanced at Garrick's plate and noticed a piece of bubble gum on the edge. She picked it up and affixed it to the vice. After that, she made her way to her dryer at the other end of the room. She took out a ball of lint and stuck it onto the bubble gum. Out of the trash, she retrieved a small wad of paper and used a dab of adhesive to attach it to the device. You're good at that, Garrick remarked. She inclined her head slightly. My father trained me well. With that, what is the range on this particular device? Briarios questioned. It has a range of about a mile, she answered, so we will be able to park far enough away and not rouse any suspicion. When do we intend to execute this plan, Jax persisted. Bright and early tomorrow morning. That way it's plausible that I was going home from drinking and got lost. Just make sure you're careful, Zeke, Garrett cautioned. You'll have to go in unarmed. I'll have pepper spray, she retorted with a playful wink. Not to mention, I've been trained extensively in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Garrick heaved an exasperated sigh. We don't need to have you getting killed or caught. Even if I am, you'll figure out a way to get in and get Arlene out, she assured him. I have every faith in all of you. After a long silence reigned as the guys munched on their snacks and continued looking over the surveillance images, Zoe finished preparing the listening device and set it on the table. How long do we listen to these guys once the bug is in place? Jax inquired. Zoe shrugged. I'd like to get as much dirt on them as possible. That way, when the cops show up, it will be irrefutable. Wait a minute, Briarius objected. I thought they would kill her if the cops showed up. She nodded. That's why we call them just before we move into breach. They should show up just in time to clean up the mess. Briarius looked at her in amazement. You've done this a time or two, I'm assuming. Response was forming on her lips when a knock sounded at the door. Instinctively, Zoe drew her gun from its place in her jeans and moved to answer it. A glance through the people revealed Killian's anxious face on the other side. 
She heaved a sigh of relief and opened the door as she tucked the weapon back into its place. This is a rather unexpected visit, she commented and ushered him to the table with the others. You look troubled. What's the matter? She turned to face the others. They looked at her with amazement. What? she queried. We just weren't expecting that sort of reaction from you, Jax answered. That browning just came out of nowhere, Garrick added. Ruefully, she rubbed the back of her neck. Force of habit. I'm sorry for intruding like this, Killian offered. Simply thought it was wise to keep our meetings away from the office until this is resolved. I have a feeling it's being watched and didn't want to tip my hand. You had some questions for him, didn't you, Z? Jax ventured. She nodded. Who else was taken, Killian? He looked at her, clearly confused. What are you talking about? I had Jack's track cell signals, she explained. There were 13 burner phones and two contract phones in the proximity of the warehouse that didn't belong to us. Killian shook his head. I have no idea. She inclined her head slightly. Although, if her boyfriend was with her when they grabbed her, they may be holding him to keep him from getting going for help killian concluded murmur rose from the three men zoe silenced it with a glare this changes nothing she assured them it will just be it will just be as simple to rescue two hostages as it will be to rescue one you had another question didn't you jacks inquired attempting to keep the conversation on track that zoe guided killian toward her room I need to know something, and I'd like you to be completely honest with me. He looked at her, concerned by her tone. I'll do my best, Z. She took a slow breath. I need to know about any skeletons in your closet. I don't want to get blindsided halfway through this mission. I'm not sure what it is you're looking for, Z, he responded. I've never done business with any of the illegal organizations, and I've never had dealings with any loan sharks, if that's what you mean. You've never cheated on a test in college, offered a bribe to acquire a contract, or had an illicit affair with a married woman, she queried. He heaved a deep sigh. Is this really strictly for the job, or is this more a personal question? Her brow furrowed. Of course this is strictly for the job. I don't want to see Arlene put in harm's way any more than she already has been. As long as that is your primary intent, he murmured, I'm afraid I was rather indiscriminate in my youth. Slept with one of my professors while she was separated from her husband. Actually lasted for several months. We also lobbied several different organizations to get a few contracts we currently hold, but that was all done legally. If you'd like, you can get all the details. If you'd like, I can get all the details sent over to you via courier by this time tomorrow. For a long time, Zoe was silent. She seemed to be lost in thought, processing everything he had just told her. Her heart sank a bit as she absorbed it. Say something, Z, he requested softly. Anything else I should know, she persisted. 
It was his turn for silence. He was pensive. At last, a sad smile tugged at the corners of his mouth. I'm a father. At that, her knees gave out. She dropped onto the edge of her bed with a small, inarticulate noise of distress. It's obvious no one else is aware of this, or he would have been the one targeted instead of Arlene. He stated. She managed to nod. You'll send me all the information on that situation as well? Of course, he answered. Is there anything else I can help with? She gave her head a slow shake. No, I think that about covers it. Thank you. This doesn't change anything between us, does it, Z? He queried. After a moment, she met his gaze. What was there between us to begin with? We decided yesterday that nothing was going to happen until after this issue was resolved. Or was there something I missed? It's that I have a child, isn't it? He asked quietly. Or that I slept with several women? Sadness was evident on her lovely features. Absently, her left hand strayed to her abdomen as she rose to her feet once again. Your beliefs are different from mine, Killian. I have no right to place or place to judge. My primary concern has always been Arlene, ever since you informed me of her situation and asked for my help. His, he opened his mouth to protest as she turned to rejoin her comrades. Abruptly, he closed it and moved to follow her lead. He knew he had just dropped a nuclear bomb in her lap. It would take her some time to process and absorb everything. He would have to give her the space necessary to do her job and make her decision about their relationship.